I yeah. built an Ikea bed once and it was fucking terrible, man. <laughs> Today on This American Dice, we present to you the grand finale of Dungeon World Cousins Edition, Mission to Mount Gloom. Marvel as Dr. Pilkus attempts to make good on his deal with Jorge, the god of death. Gaze on in amazement as Herzl Quarterling attempts to convince a group of four-inch-tall gnomes that a two-and-a-half-foot-tall halfling is somehow the same species they are. Wonder at Slim, Bardbard, and Brandon's various run-ins with dinosaurs that want to kill them? And will they find this weapon? Also, watch as Austin attempts to walk back a major mess-up from the previous game. All this and more today on This American Dice. High on Mount Gloom, our heroes, Slim, Brandon and Frederico, Herzo Quarterling, and Bard Bard the Bard, along with Dr. Pilkus Goldstein, um, have arrived inside this strangely cylindrical chamber. It doesn't seem like a cave that could be made naturally, but instead something that was man-made, but from an ancient civilization long, long ago. Unfortunately, or to add an additional wrinkle, I should say, to their adventure, there's an entire civilization of gnomes, little four-foot, four-foot, Jesus Christ, four-inch David the Gnome-esque creatures that exist in, uh, in here that have houses and a town square. They've got farms, they've got crops, they've got little livestock, and I forget what we said that that livestock was. But there's an entire civilization, and unfortunately... They've pissed them off, and they've pissed them off at the time when there's dinos up in here. So the Dino Legion seems to have sent a delegation of some kind to come here, and we know uh, that there's at least a Dilophosaurus, uh, one of those uh, dinosaurs that spit venom at Dennis Nedry in Jurassic Park, but also there's a, um, a Velasa Wizard. A uh, raptor wizard. So, all right, I'm gonna come back to you guys, and uh, I know we were in different places. I'm gonna. I know that Herzl, uh, <laughs> Herzl was trying to blend in among the um, successfully among, among successfully. the gnomes. Herzl was at least successfully for a little while blending in among the gnomes of like, oh, I'm just a giant one of you guys. I feel a very tenuous tenuous blending in um brandon and frederico had just burst out of their gulliver situation slim and bard bard were fleeing they had had ninja stars thrown at them as they were fleeing uh dr uh pilkus goldstein and dr pilkus goldstein is noticeably absent All right, so Herzl, you're kind of standing outside uh, what is like a farmhouse, and also nearby there is a like let's say like a tiny blacksmith shop. But again, they're gnomes, so everybody is like four inches tall, and there's a group of people outside who are kind of all like, like, like oh my, oh my, oh my God, I can't believe this. What's happening? This is crazy. These dinosaurs came. These dinosaurs came here to speak to us. Thank God that they did, because they're these crazy people who are doing something insane. They've destroyed some things. I heard that they, I heard that they ripped several people apart. I can't believe it. So Herzl is hearing all of this, 
as he's pretending to be one of them, even though he is, what did we say, six times as tall? Herzl's gonna mosey on over to this crew of characters over here and nudge one of them with an elbow to be like, I know, man, this is fucking crazy. They're tearing people's heads off. They're totally psychotic. Unmatched. Okay. So I think this might be a defy danger move and the defy danger move being like a charisma based thing of them finding you out because I don't think you're parlaying with them and using any kind of leverage so could you go ahead and roll um could you roll your could you roll 2d6 plus your charisma bonus so it's probably like 2 or 3 ooh I got 12. 12's pretty good. All right. So so when you say that they're like, "Yeah, ex- exactly." Oh, oh, we're trying to we're trying to find a these these di- the, the dinosaurs have come here in, with an offer of with an offer of peace. They're they're trying to make sure that that they they've warned us about these I put my demons. finger to his mouth to shush him and I'm oh. like, "The dinosaurs are the monsters as well." They're going to eat us. Look at how insanely huge and scary they are. You think they're friends with us? We need to get the fuck out of here. The four of us, or five of us, however many there are. We got to get the fuck out of here, guys. Let's go. I think there's like a like a crew of like a dozen people. All right. Well, there's dozen town folk. I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here, everyone. Let's fucking go. Lead the way. And you're like, oh, oh I, think you're, I think you're right. Hold on, though. Because now you're trying to get them to act specifically on a thing. So now that is a parlay role. Unfortunately, it'll be a same charisma role. But let's see if you can do super well. So they think, all right, this guy's one of us. Even though, again, this would be the equivalent of... um, (laughs) This would be the equivalent of a 36-foot-tall man being like, I'm just like one of you, am I right? (laughs) And we're like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) All right, so 2d6 again? Yeah, 2d6 and then plus that same charisma bonus. Nine. Nine. Okay, so this one's a little tougher. All right, so they're kind of curious. What's the the assurance that you can give them right now that, like, okay, we got to – you're right. These people are bad. We – all these people are bad. We got to go. I was like, look at how terrifying those dinosaurs look. They're going to – murder us savagely and eat us alive or these other psychopaths are ripping our heads off from our body it's a lose-lose everyone we need to go let's go all right so so i think that that's kind of the argument you're making the kind of concrete assurance to get out of here what's that do you is there something you can give them right here and right now to be like let's go i point over to uh Bard Bard and uh, Brandon Frederico and Slim, and they are covered in gnome blood from tearing these little gnomes apart. And I'm like, look at your neighbor's blood all over their hands already. You're going to be next. That sounds... I guess that's okay. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So these people are like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, oh, please, oh, oh. And um, yeah, so they... They're like, oh, they ru- a few of them rush back into their houses and a few others are like, there's no time, man. And they uh, kind of 
grab a bunch of stuff and they're trying to go and so they're trying to trying to go with you but again they're four inches tall so their rate of movement is very very slow compared to yours and i think one or two of them are like come on i've got a tiny mule and it's a tiny equivalent of like a four inch tall person's mule and i don't remember what we did before so i'm just going to go ahead and say they have tiny versions of our animals hamster <laughs> short yeah, yeah. hamsters yeah they have little they have small they have small riding hamsters, but the hamsters move at the pace of a mule because they're constantly walking and then just like chewing on their fingers or just making weird motions with their mouth. So they're very slow. Um, it's cute, but it's 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 slow. Uh, yeah, so you're kind of going with them and you're trying to get the hell out of here. Where and, are they taking me? What well, that, that was my question because out of here, here's the I issue. Thought, and I think I you thought maybe they knew like some sort of other way out. Yeah, these people don't. As far as they know, this thing that is essentially five football fields long by two football fields wide is the entire world to them. Oh, man. And they can point you to the great beyond, which is essentially where like the opening of this cavern is. But that's that's the only thing they've got. Can Otherwise, I, can I now realize that they're so small we're not getting anywhere fast and tell them all to gather all their weapons and we need to fight? <laughs> we can't get out of here. We'll never make it. Um, There's more of us than them. I think I think we can have you make the realization of like, oh shit, we're never getting out of here on time. Oh. But then we'll come back to that. So the good thing, the positive for you is you theoretically, at least for now, have the trust of these people and you know the dimensions of the kind of uh, community that they live in. So we've got that. Brandon and Frederico the Owl are certainly around as they see the, uh, I'm going to say Brandon and Frederico and Bard Bard are there and they are um, definitely around these. There is like this really jacked looking dinosaur and it has the like weird like um, head gills or head fins, like the thing that uh, kills Newman in the Jurassic Park movie. And then there's another thing that's a raptor, kind of in a cloak. And um, the raptor in the cloak says, "Surrender, soft, soft-skinned scum, or suffer, suffer a fate." Uh, suffer the fate that all those who resist us down in your King K. Casserole's realm will suffer. At least Slim, I think you know that a bunch of ninja... Or, I'm sorry, Bard Bard. You know a bunch of ninja stars had gotten thrown at you earlier. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you hear another voice as a, uh, like a triceratops. A triceratops wearing a uh, tuxedo and wearing a fez comes out. And he says... Well, well, yes, you see, uh, the good people of this realm, that is all you can see, have sided with us. I know that you've attempted to uh, defy our rule, but they've realized its benefits. It's far superior for you to surrender at this point between uh, our forces and theirs, who you so keenly have attempted to destroy. Well, <laughs> and it seems as though there is a, uh, a benefit to you ceasing this silly struggle of yours, especially when it's hurting the, the fine people 
here of, of this realm. And you hear like, ah! as all these little four foot people, these four, four foot, I keep saying four foot, four inch gnomes are holding like rakes and little spears and that kind of stuff around, around him off in the distance. So again, there's like a really jacked Dilophosaurus holding a hammer near you. A little bit behind him is a is a raptor in wizardy robes, and then um, off behind him is a uh, or near him is a uh, triceratops with a fez. I like the triceratops. He sounds like he's got a stylish cap, you know. <laughs> I'm big on stylish caps. Yes, yes, it's yes, it's me. Ambassador Rex, they call me. He sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that it's possible? Wait, why are the dinosaurs protecting the four-inch gnomes? Do we not know that? Ooh, that sounds like. Are you trying to? Are you trying to like read the situation here and figure out what's going on based on clues you're seeing right now? Yeah. Sure. That sounds like a discern reality. So can you roll 2d6 plus your wisdom bonus? Okay. I got eight. Eight's pretty good. So, well, well, eight's... Okay, you get one of those questions. Do you have the list? Oh, Hang on, I gotta pull it up. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control here? What here is not what it appears to be? What do you think, Bard, Bard, and Slim? <laughs> Ask a goddamn question. Well, they're also there. Well, no, it's, at the moment, it's it's uh, Brandon and Bard, Bard. Slim will join us in a second. And oh, then okay. after that, oh, okay. uh, Dr. Pocus Goldstein, because I'm, I'm trying to do this based on like when you guys arrived onto this situation. Okay. What is about to happen? What is about to happen? Okay. So what's about to happen is that these dinosaurs are going to try to stop you guys from doing anything that could disrupt what they're doing down uh, below Mount Gloom um, at the, the the last holdout of King K Casserole. And ideally, discover whatever this weapon is for themselves. So their goal here is to stop you from whatever you were supposed to do to give the Dino Legions time to do this. So that was their goal. And so what's about to happen is that these guys are going to either defeat you or just waste a bunch of time. I like wasting time. Um, The real thing is I'm here for stylish caps. That's my whole purpose in life. Um, <laughs> I'm and we talk. convince them with our stylish caps to join us. They're not going to join us. <laughs> uh, um, can I possibly talk to the guy in the back with the fez and uh, say I will leave him alone if I I won't try to stop them if I can have the fez? And I think he'll say like, "Well, there, boy, surrender and you'll have a pick of a stylish hat, uh, all you could like." Sounds pretty great, man. 
very tempting. I'm gonna surrender. <laughs> I want the hats. All right. So I think this is when Slim arrives on the scene. Slim, you see Bard Bard surrendering. What does that look like, Bard Bard? Just my naked body laying flat on the ground. Asking for hats. That's it. All right. He's like, oh, I just want these hats. And he's oh. like, yes. Oh, 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 another, another of the, of the wayward sons of the soft skin. Though I didn't think one of yours. Ah, Salamander. Uh, well, uh, hello. So, I'm gonna have to convince Barbar to stop doing what the hell he's doing. I don't want Barbar to surrender. Okay. So, I'm gonna remind. I'm gonna remind Barbar that caps aren't the only thing in his life, and that I'm just as, if not more, important to him than the caps itself. Barbar, can you remember that? Can you remember what your life is for? What you're doing in your life for me and not only for you? Can you remember right. the bond that you created in the beginning of this game that has still not been completed? I need you here, Barbar. All right. So, Slim, that sounds like you're trying to parlay with Barbard to get him to ditch his I just desperately want these stylish caps idea. And to, I want him to put me over the caps. You want him to put you over the caps. And you're using your personal history. So when you have leverage on a, it usually says a GM character, so usually one of the NPCs, roll plus charisma. So this isn't that. So instead, what you have to do is roll plus your, your bond so I don't have a bond with him, but he has a bond with me. Well, if you don't have a bond with That's him, what I'm referring to, then this is just the the a flat roll. So just get and roll two d six. Okay, I got gonna, a seven. You got a seven. Okay, I'm going to do this in a slightly different way. Okay, Bard Bard. Active. Oh, Slim or Joey, you're you're familiar with the expression like the carrot or the stick. I am not. Okay. So like when you're, the idea is when you're training an animal, you either give it a treat or you, if it does what you want, or you punish it if it doesn't do what you want. So the carrot or the stick. Okay. So do you want to go with um, a treat or punishment? I give him a treat. All right. So Bard Bard. Yeah, that's me. If you, in, if you forsake your desire for, amazing hats stylish caps you'll get an experience point um if, if you if you instead side with slim um yeah it also does possibly fulfill one of your bonds it's not yeah. just about the caps man dude it's about surviving i don't attack it's about no, surviving and caps. It's about your story. You can't give up here. I'm not giving up. I'm getting hats. How are <laughs> you gonna how are you gonna write my story if you're not there? I don't think you remember the beginning of this game. If we defeated oh, yeah. the dinosaurs, we all made a wish. My wish was for stylish caps. If I don't have to defeat the dinosaurs, and I can still get the stylish caps. I don't care about your stylish cap. <laughs> it's a can I continue while everyone's freaking out and just like walk by everybody and not give a shit? Um <laughs> Sneak in, in, 
Possibly in just a second, because I think I think what happens is uh, Slim is uh, is shows up and is arguing with Bard Bard and is like, but what about but what about our agreement? It's not about the stylish caps. It's not about the stylish caps. (laughs) And while he says that there's um, there's a figure that kind of comes out and I think like grabs him. And uh, puts him in kind of this prone position where it's got like a knife to him. Um, what he did. Yeah, or like a some kind of sword to him, and it's like ho- almost holding you uh, hostage. And it says like, like a stylish cap. What's a stylish cap without a head? And it says that to Slim. It's a really, it's a really yeah. Great point. It's a great point. And um, this is where we're going to have Dr. Pilkis Goldstein arrive on the scene. So we've got Dr. Pilkis Goldstein arriving on the scene. We've got Bard Bard face down. We've got uh, Brandon and Frederico kind of in a position of like figuring everything out. Herzl's not here right now, or he seems like he's a little bit absent. But uh, and Slim is being held theoretically hostage by... um, you can see a, a raptor um, who's cloaked all in black, like a ninja, like a Velasa ninja. I guess I take my hammer and I smash Bard Bard's head. You're going to attack Bard Bard? Yep. Okay. He's on the ground defenseless, right? Uh, Kind of, yeah. So... I think, and I'm going to try to correct an issue I'd had before. Um, Just to correct something that I'd done before. And I think you're like, I'm going to smash this bard's head. You kind of raise up this hammer and you get a vision. Kind of in front of your eyes. And um, it's, it's Jorge. I'm sorry, it's Jorge. The God of Death. And again, who looks like Smoke Monster Horny Tim Curry. Who's like... Pilk Skullstein. I'm sorry. Sorry. I have to tell you. I was drinking heavily last time we spoke. The last several times we spoke. I may have said have some said things. Something. This is this is Robert. He's my sponsor. And there's a guy who's like... Hello. I swear, from this point, I'm committed to making sure that I stop. I've reached rock bottom, Pilkus, and I have to make sure that you don't as well. So instead of killing your friends and shooting a weird cannon at an innocent city, I'll offer you one other thing instead. He's like, you already died going through the big weird crystal that I live in. And you already died when you smashed your nuts with your own hammer. So I'll tell I'll tell you this. Can you and Rob and Robert is like, just say it. Here's my offer to you. If you can fulfill your goals without succumbing to your own demons, which I have, and I have to admit, because I know that I've lost control of my life. Robert's like, yes. 
if you, Pirkus, can admit this. I'll give you a choice between one of two things when this is said and done, and you must choose one of them. If you swear that to me, you can live. But bother not your friends. That's the talk of a drunk man high on his own delight from space wine. But what's he giving me? He's basically telling you you don't have to kill Bard Bard or Slim or shoot this laser at this uh, at, at the city you were hired to protect. You can do those things, but when all is done, you'll have to give up one of two things. Uh-huh. And you'll still continue to live. He hasn't told you what those two things are. All right, well, while, while this guy's figuring it out, I smash Bard Bard's head. Well, it's, I think you're in like a dreamscape at the moment. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to correct a mistake uh, from the previous games of setting you guys directly against one another, which again in this game doesn't work well. So what do I have to give up here? So I'll tell you I'll tell you in advance. He's gonna he's gonna suggest that you give up. Not, he's not gonna suggest. He's gonna offer you that you give up either being a fighter or being a doctor. So you'll either okay. be Dr. Pilkus Goldstein and no longer a fighter, or Warrior Pilkus Goldstein, no longer a doctor. Okay. And he's saying Sounds like... good. Okay, so he's saying basically like, leave your friends alone, don't do that, do the mission that you were set out to do. Sorry, I've been drinking heavily lately and I've, I'm really sorry. I'm having to contact a lot of ex-girlfriends and tell them this is why I did this and this is what's didn't wrong. He, didn't he already tell me how to fire this cannon? Oh, yeah. He told you that there's like a control thing up on the top of the mountain. All right. Sure. Yeah. So he's he's he basically just says, like, you don't need to kill your friends. You don't need to destroy this town. So he's giving you an out on those things and instead saying, in the end, if you just either give up one of these two, you're set and everything's fine. Okay. Anyway, so that's... that's, And, and now to step back as Austin, that's my attempt to fix the problem of directly creating a conflict between two of the characters, which again, in this game, doesn't really work super well. You've got your hammer raised over your head as you're looking down at Bard Bard. And Bard Bard is talking to um, this, like, really jacked, uh, like, dinosaur person who's got those weird neck frills. And he's also holding a hammer, or it's also holding... It's tough to tell. They don't have breasts or external genitalia, so it's one of the dinosaur people. So it's it's just looking, it's looking at you guys, and it's holding this big war hammer just like yours. Okay. So what's the um, goal? what's the goal, Pilkus? I'm leaving Slim and Bardbard to deal with whatever they are dealing with, mm -hmm. and I'm going up to find the control panel. Ooh, okay. So I think what that's going to mean is you're going to have to run past these dinosaurs. Okay. All right. So is your main goal just? Get past these dinosaurs. Fuck it. I gotta I gotta get out of here and find this control panel. How many dinosaurs are there? At the moment you see three. 
There's one in wizard robes. There's one who's really jacked and has a hammer. And then there's one who's holding Slim hostage. Well, the one who's jacked is having a conversation with Bardbard. One is holding Slim hostage, right? Yeah. So that leaves the wizard. The one in wizard robes. Yes, the Velasa wizard. Guy with the fez. Oh, you're hours. right. And and farther away, there is a. Uh, That's my right friend. Next, and right next to the one with the wizard robes is uh, Ambassador Rex, the Triceratops with the fez. Great guy. Great guy. Are they human-sized dinosaurs or are they dinosaur-sized dinosaurs? I think they're a little bit, they're big humans. So they're like professional wrestler sized human dinosaurs. All right. So they're all, they're all pretty, um, fuck, no, they're human sized dinosaurs. I attempt to parlay with the dinosaurs. And I tell them that they can have Slim and Bard Bard if they let me pass. And I will leave without harming them. They already have me. I surrendered. Go for the hats. So what you're offering is to get out of here without bothering them? Yep. Yeah, go ahead and roll charisma. 2d6. 2d6 plus your charisma bonus. 8. Okay, so on a 7 to 8, or 7 to 9, you need some kind of concrete assurance. Concrete assurance? Yeah. Throw your weapons down, dude. <laughs> you could do that. That'd be some concrete assurance. I'm gonna give him my hammer. Okay. And I believe I have a, a dagger or something. Oh, so, so you're gonna me. so you're gonna give them your weapons? I don't know. It's tough. I don't know if I want to give up my weapons, but. You can also just be in a situation where you fail, you kind of fail this roll and have to make a, another roll to avoid them attacking you. Hmm. Nah, fuck it. I give him my hammer. If I die, I die. Okay, so you're like, I've surrendered my hammer. Okay, yep. you kind of throw that down, and they're like, and the ambassador, the uh, Ambassador Rex, the Triceratops is like, well, all right. Get out of here. Enjoy your luck climbing down that mountain. <laughs> all right, thanks. Fucking fez wearing bitch. Yeah, yes, my fez. It looks dope. He adjusts it. All right, Brandon, you have... Uh, seen all of this stuff. You've realized what the goal of these dinosaurs is. You've seen Dr. Tokus Goldstein show back up and drop his hammer. You have Bard Bard the Bard on his on his belly next nearby. <laughs> You've got Slim held hostage. What's the uh what's your plan? It's a fucking shit show. Um <laughs> Oh, my plan. Yeah. I never know what to do anymore. Let's... Can I help Joey some sort of way? He's sure. still being held hostage. Well, yeah. So okay. would you want to try to... Are you trying to, like, attack the person who's holding him hostage? Are you trying to convince the person who's holding him hostage to let him go? Or are you trying to just grab them out of that person's hands? Um, Matt gave me an old little punch. 
But I'm afraid to attack them because them. What? What? Isn't Jake talking to them? Will they turn on us if I? Well, he he dropped his he dropped his hammer and he's going like out towards the the mouth of this cave. All right, so he's walking away. Fuck it, I'll attack them. Okay, so you're gonna attack the uh, Velasa Ninja? Yeah, for Joey. Okay, so you have the advantage of not only can you make a volley, which is like you shoot an arrow or something like that at a person, but you can even do like a called shot that does specific things to your yeah. opponent. I do have that, the cold, called shot. So I attack a defenseless or surprised enemy at range, and I choose the damage or name of target roll dexterity. That's what it says. Oh. Okay, oh, well, this person's not defenseless or surprised, so I'm, I apologize. Shit. Um, so you could do a volley. Okay, so an arrow? Yeah, so you're just sh shooting, but with your dexterity rather than your okay. um, strength. So when you take aim and shoot at an enemy at range, roll plus dexterity. 2D, right? 2D6 plus 10. Oh, I got way over. I got 11 plus 1, so 12. That's great. All right, on a 10 plus, you have a clear shot and deal your damage. So whatever your damage is, go ahead and deal that. My damage is 8, I think. Yep. So go ahead okay. and roll 1d8 plus whatever. I don't know if you have any bonuses to that or anything. I don't have a d8. You got a 4. You shoot uh, an arrow into... I think this, this creature is like holding Slim... And they're like holding like a like a sword to him, and you shoot an, an arrow into its arm, and it's like, ah! all right. And that's when um, let's just go to Slim, and we'll come back to Herzl in a second. Let's go to Slim. Okay. Um, Slim, this creature got shot, and kind of like you get a moment to possibly act to get out of its um, hold. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do. Well, well, what's what's the game plan here? I'm gonna summon my internal flame. All my built-up hatred, I'm gonna summon it. I'm uh -huh. gonna, gonna conjure a weapon of flame, and I'm going to try. But <laughs> I'm assuming it's holding me with its hands. I'm not trying to deal damage. I'm just trying to stab it in its hands so I could get free. This could be when you bend flame to your will. If there is a flame around, I would love to. I think there's the, the tiny hearth of the tiny gnome blacksmith's shop. <laughs> I would love to use that to my, to my extent. All right. So go ahead and roll plus wisdom. I have an eight. An eight. Okay. That works. So you do that and... Um, he finally summoned his internal flame, huh? There, four, well, yeah, this one is... Four games later. He, this one is he he manipulated the tiny gnome fire and uh, like a little bit of this shoots out and uh, this gives you the opportunity to break away. So can you roll plus charisma slim or not charisma dexterity? Uh, I got a two. You got a two. Okay. So you. Idiot. Seven. Could you take. Oh shit. And you're really hurt, right? Yeah, he has one HP. I almost murdered him. I have one hit point. So right. he's dead. 
So he did. Yeah. So th this this thing, like you're like like shoot some of this fire at it, and it kind of free this this Velasa ninja is like ah, and it kind of lets go of you, but slashes at you in the process. <laughs> and we see we see Slim kind of get slashed in the side as he tries to escape, and we we kind of watch him fall down and we'll have to come back to Slim in just a moment. Guts are flying across the map. Alright. Meanwhile, um, Herzl, your game plan was get out of here with these gnomes. Yes. Okay, so the game plan was get out of here with these gnomes. And these gnomes, they want to... Uh, the, they tell you like that this is essentially all that there is. There isn't anything outside of that, like the cave opening. And then what had your plan been? I was hoping to get out of there with them since that I'm coming to the realization that that's no longer an option. I uh, am going to try to use the cover of pretending to blend into these group of people to get as close to the action as possible, kind of like behind the scenes of it, and take off running. If I could do that. Well, take off running to where? To the the light at the end of the tube, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, that's where these people are saying we should go that way. That's where I'm going. I'm so you, gonna don't need, blend. You, don't need to, you don't need to make a roll for that at all. Okay. You're just going that way. So, yeah. So, you're running... And you're very short. You're two feet tall or two and a half feet tall, and you're running and running and running. And somehow these people think you're one of them, even though, again, this would be the equivalent of like a 36 foot tall man. Um, and you're <laughs> running and running and running. And you're crossing the farmland and these little houses, and it's all David the Gnome kind of stuff. And you're getting closer and closer to this thing, and you get to the edge. And when you get to the edge, you realize you are in this like cylinder that empties out like within the cloud cover or even above the cloud cover of Mount Gloom. And so you're, yeah, it's above the cloud cover. You're, it's like you're on a plane and you're looking down and you see the clouds Fuck. under you. Fuck. Yeah. And so you're that's that's your situation where you're like, holy shit, as you're like, oh my god. And these other gnomes are like like, oh god, where do where do we go? Where do we go? Oh geez, if we have to flee, oh Can I can I brush several of them over the edge and see what sees what happens? I mean, I'm gonna tell you you know what's going to happen. <laughs> They're gonna fall down a mountain. <laughs> um <laughs> But you could, if you're, if, yeah, if you're trying to figure out what's going on around you, you could discern realities. Uh, yeah, sure. I might as well try that. Go for it. Yeah. Go ahead and roll plus wisdom. Eight. Eight. All right. You get to ask one of those questions. Do you need what the is useful? What is useful here? What is useful here? Um... There seems to be, if you look to the sides, there seems to be that some animals have created like a little, like little footholds or that kind of stuff where you could crawl up 
to the side, but you'd be going up. So you'd be getting out of this chamber, out of the cylinder, but you would be going upward, farther up towards the peak of Mount Gloom. All right, I ask... Uh... And, and I'll say this, because it doesn't make sense. You had heard from somebody else's role that this is a cannon of some kind. It wouldn't make sense that the firing mechanism of a cannon be inside the barrel of a cannon. So it would make sense that maybe it's outside it. So there's I'm a possibility leaving. you can get there that way. I'm, I'm leaving this cannon immediately. Here's what I'm doing. I'm uh, grabbing two or three of these little fellas that are small enough, stuffing them in my pocket, and Here's, I'm, I'm here, going put me, over. All right, put me in your breast pocket. All right, put, <laughs> put me in your put me in your other pockets. Yeah. There's 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 a few that you put in your uh your pants like back pockets, but then when you <laughs> but then when you move your leg, you you hear like a noise. You're like, oh shit, I crushed that guy to death. <laughs> oh god, damn these tight Levi's I wear. <laughs> oh, yeah. fashion over function sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Fashion over function. <laughs> okay. All well, right, I'm going. I'm all right. So we see Herzl kind of exit this cylinder and kind of crawl along this thing. And there's um, kind of this mountain path that goes up towards the peak. The audience sees, though Herzl doesn't, that there is almost this like lighthouse type structure on the top. So I'm going to throw this to um, either Brandon or Bard Bard. What's the game plan here? I book it toward the exit of the cannon. So you're going to try to get out towards the exit of the, uh, towards the mouth of the cavern here? Yeah. Okay. Bard, Bard, what's your game plan? Okay. So if I recall back to session one, there was a moment when we got attacked by pterodactyls. Mm -hmm. And I sang a song to these pterodactyls and they essentially let me go. Um, I still have this songbook on me. So <laughs> in my position, I'm technically surrendered to the dinosaurs already. That's so true. I, I can attempt. I'm going to attempt to sing again, and hopefully, the pterodactyl is nearby. And Aren't remember they naked? How does he have a songbook? He's naked. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have fat folds. All well, right. He could be holding it, and based on the I picture, I made this clear when I became naked that I kept the fat, the, the songbook in my fat folds. So, um, but you're, you're continuing to kind of like be prone and you're going to try to do, you're going to try to sing to okay. the pterodactyl that brought these dinosaurs in here. That's the plan. Hopefully it's the one that uh, picked me up last time. He remembers the music and he's awesome. again. That's, that's the move. Okay, cool. So let's go to Brandon. Brandon, you're trying to get the hell out of here. Brandon, um, I think as you try to flee the Velasa Ninja that just uh, struck down Slim is going to try to throw those shuriken, those ninja stars at you. Um, could you make a defy danger roll with probably dexterity? I got nine. Nine. Okay, so with a nine, I think the easiest thing is you can get away from suffering any of this damage, Brandon, but you're going to have to essentially just keep running 
Like you're gonna have to be like, I gotta go and not look back for a bit. And so you gotta keep going and you're gonna essentially be out of this conflict and get more towards uh, where Herzl is. Is that cool? Okay, so um, there's a bunch of a bunch of like throwing stars and throwing knives. It's like a episode of Naruto where there's a fucking tidal wave of knives that are thrown at Brandon, but he and Frederico are like whoo, 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 are able to. F- I love Naruto. I use the substitution jutsu and yeet my way out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the ninja, the Velasa ninja, thinks oh. you were over there. Flings a bunch of uh, what are those kunai knives? flings those in there and then you see like poof, and it was a log and you're just running yeah so that <laughs> happens something like that happens and uh meanwhile bard bard you're like i've got to sing a song to tempt the pterodactyl that brought them and i think at the town square there is a pterodactyl nearby and it's a pterodactyl that's enormous like this thing is massive especially compared to its surroundings, but it's also a massive enough pterodactyl to have hauled these four dinosaurs up here. Would this be a defied danger uh, using Sing, Charm, and Social Grace? Hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Well, you're trying to call out to this thing to get it to do something, so you're not defying a danger. You're trying to get it to do something. So do you have a bardly ability that would... uh, Activate um, here. He can play the bongos with his ass cheeks. Well, listen, if you can do that, that's pretty good. When you weave performance into a spell, dude, yeah, I'm not attacking or shaking my mind clear of a enchantment. Well, are you are you shaking maybe the minds of some of these other people? I mean, yeah, I guess we could say that. That could work out. So maybe you're you're doing this to one of these dinosaurs, either Ambassador Rex, the Triceratops with the fez, Dilophosaurus. The one definitely, with the neck frills. Definitely Ambassador Rex. Okay. Coolest so guy there. Cool. So you're talking to... Um, you're you're kind of singing this song or weaving this tale to Ambassador Rex. And what's your what's your goal here? Um... Let me walk free now that I surrendered, almost, I guess. Right? Weave him... Uh, you know, shake his mind into... That I am not a threat, I guess. Okay, well, it doesn't really work with that ability. I was gonna, I was just gonna say that doesn't quite. You could maybe give a bonus next time someone successfully assists. Oh no, the target. No, not really. You could just say their mind is shaken. Clear okay. of one enchantment. No, that's usually that's a helpful yeah, thing. That's a helpful. Th- I don't really have attacks. You know, like anything like. That. So you could you could sing this song that the next person who's gonna do damage is gonna do a bunch more damage. I already surrendered to them. I'm not fighting them. <laughs> you could heal somebody, including yourself or Slim. I can heal the dead guy? Yeah, sure. All right, I'll heal the dead guy. There you go. All right, All right so go ahead and... So Bard Bard starts to sing a song and tell a tale. I rolled, beautiful. I rolled an 11, then I have plus two charisma, so that's 13, and then I have a bond with Slim, so that's 14. But I also have Eldritch Tone, so my Arcade Iron is strong, allowing me to choose two effects instead of one. So, And then I also have Healing Song, which means I roll two D8s worth of damage, so I heal two D8s worth of damage. Wait, what's the what's the thing that lets you do such and such damage? I have Healing Song. Oh, 
Healing but Song, Eldritch Tones, and Vicious Cacophony. Yeah, so the Vicious Cacophony thing let, is is about dealing damage, <laughs> not healing damage. Can't even, can't even read his own spells. Yeah. No, it, that's an insane word. That's a word that's a great for crazy people. You're right. But the, uh, yeah, the... So Eldritch yeah. Tones gives me two effects instead of one. Cool. So you can do you can heal one d eight damage and do something else. So I'm gonna heal. Well, I also have healing song, so I can heal two d eight damages. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna heal him, and then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know um uh, shake his mind clear. He seems a little worried in his own hatred. <laughs> I don't know what else to do for him. And the next time someone successfully assists the target, oh, I'll do that one. That one. I'll have that ready. That that set for him. Okay, so you're doing both of those for Slim? Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and roll 2d8. Or All roll right. a d8. Yeah, the first roll 2d8. d8 was a 6. The second d8 was a 5, so I heal him for 11. All right, so Slim, you got 11 HP back. You're my hero. And the next time you... Su- Someone successfully you aids him, they get plus 2 instead of plus 1. Oh, that's that's less cool. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, well, no, you can give him 1d4 for damage for if he's going to attack. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I'll do that, but I actually, that turns into 2d4 because of vicious word I can't read. Okay, so next time I, you do damage, I uh, got Slim, two, it's a bunch of damage. I got 2-2, two, two, so he gets extra 4 damage on his next attack. Damn, what a way to play the character's abilities to All right. So, I miss him already. <laughs> and he kind of, like, brings himself up and he sings, Oh! Like Ariel from Little Mermaid, <laughs> or maybe he raps. I don't know what his his shtick is. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, Slim, motherfucker, you got the game. You're gonna go all the time." Like it's like an old school rap. You got a hamster in your hand, gonna be insane, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, amazing. So you've got that. Uh, meanwhile. Um, Dr. Pocus Goldstein, you have dropped your hammer and you're running. Um, you're running towards what? I was heading towards the controls. Okay, so you're heading towards the like the opening of this chasm. Is, is that where the controls are? Um, I think that uh, oh, hey. the God of Death had told you that like it can't be on top it can't be in here it has to be on top of here or something like that so it, you you'd imagine it can't be in here as a warrior so you certainly have to get out of the barrel of the gun to be in a safe place to work it so maybe even if you're not sure exactly where it is like getting out of it makes sense you're running and you're running and you see this um like these various little fields and each field is maybe um the size of what a tiny little house would be like the plot of land a tiny house would be on and you're running and you see people kind of cowering and but the people of course that you see are four inches tall and um you get to where uh brandon is and brandon and dr pocus goldstein are looking at this Again, imagine like two diameter wise, 200 yard plus 
circle and you're looking down and when you look down you see clouds like below you so you're tremendously high up and uh yeah that's that's the situation that the two of you have run into so brandon and dr pilkus you're looking down and you're like whoa holy shit can i use my adventuring gear to scale to the top of the um cannon yeah you can absolutely do that to give yourself an advantage to uh scale up there yeah i'm gonna walk i think the controls are up there okay um herzl did herzl have to make a roll to get over to that side of things matt is herzl yeah um hmm okay so yeah, so you know, let's say you can you can do that pretty easily. You can make a roll and do that. Um, and Dr. Pocus, are you planning on following along with her on that rope? She's going to the controls? Well, she seems to be like kind of throwing a rope or a grappling hook or a grapple or whatever the hell the term is to kind of head from the mouth of this cave, this cannon, like to the side of it, like to get back on the mountain. Okay. Okay. Is that your your game plan as well? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So we see you guys making that doing that, making uh making that effort, and I'm gonna come back to you in a second because Herzl um, could you make a defy danger roll for me? Because I think that the pterodactyl from inside has flown out to the mouth of things and may well be looking for a small quarterling to eat. Oh my god, can I toss the tiny creature people in my pocket into the air to feed the pterodactyl as I make my way to the building? Oh, that's grim, but that's e- that sounds like either quick thinking or that sounds like either a wisdom or intelligence roll. Sure. All right. Here we go. Go for it. Eight. Eight. All right. So. Um, ooh. Okay. I think that this pterodactyl kind of comes down and swoops at you and you're kind of holding on to this stuff and they're like, my God, we've, we've, we've oh, this giant creature even larger than you. How are we going to ever escape? It's a giant. Oh, I thought they were our friends. And this thing comes down and swoop, it swoops down again. And the third time you're just like, and you fling one of these guys and they're like, nah. um, I'm just going to say for the sake of it, you fling the the two or three of them that you have and it goes after one of them and kind of like grabs it like off in the distance <laughs> and um, you fall back. You kind of like throw that and you're like, ha ha. Oh! And you fall back for a minute. And you kind of scramble and grab onto the rocks and you've fallen back to where Fredri- uh, Brandon, Frederico and Dr. Pocus Goldstein are. So you're in the same area with them. So you're no longer like kind of like in the lead towards getting anything. You're now with these folks. Oh, shit. 
All right. Um, Brandon and Dr. Pilkus. Meanwhile, you're similarly trying to kind of navigate this stuff. So could each of you make a defy danger roll to kind of hold on as you're going along on these, what is essentially like a rope and rock climbing. Is it 2d6 plus dexterity? It's, well, it depends how you're trying to do it. You think it, you're just trying to do it through... With this, it seems like it would be... Strength. It could be strength. If you're just trying to grip on. What's Sorry. my strength, Matt? Sorry. I assume your strength as a fighter is at least plus two. But I you could be... You're, oh my God, I got 12. Yeah, it's plus two, Jake. So that puts you me at 12? 10. Oh, well, that's easy. You got a 10? I rolled an All 8 right. plus 2. Yeah, so you guys you guys have no problem holding on to these, this rope slash these rocks. And you get up to kind of a little rest area. And who, like, tumbles down right in front of you? But Herzl Quarterling. And he's like, eh, oh, boy. Kick him. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile. All right. I be the half of a midget out of my back pocket onto the floor. You're like, how about this? And it's just a <laughs> tiny lower bottom of a human torso. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, Slim, who I think Joey may have got. Okay, there he is. <laughs> I was like, I think Joey may have gotten so drunk he's drowned. <laughs> I'm good. I'm there he is. All right. So um, these dinosaurs have been like, what? Ah, they've escaped. Um, meanwhile, like they've kind of after the Velosa Ninja struck you, it ignored you. It's first mistake. What's your game plan? I'm gonna book it towards the rest of them. Okay, so you're just running that way. I might as well be with the crowd at this point. Okay, so go ahead and um, make a defy danger based on either strength or dexterity. I'm gonna do dexterity. Sure. Add an additional plus one because they legitimately are like, oh, that guy died. I got a 10. Yeah. Oh, right. So you're like, ah, ah, ah. so as they're like, what the hell happened? Um, you've run that way. Bard Bard, you had attempted to try to sing some pterodactyls. But that did not work out, right? I ended up, no, I ended up not even doing that and just reviving Slim. That's right. You had revived Slim. So when you see Slim get up and start running, what's your game plan? The good thing is they didn't notice, so they don't know it was me. Um, as far as they know, I just sang a song. Yeah, you're still like... Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and charm with my voice the Triceratops. <laughs> All right. Sure. Well, okay. Tell me about that. What's the game plan? <laughs> <laughs> so again if I, if I flash back um, to the pterodactyl it was moved by the music so I'm assuming it's just a dinosaur thing how you know how complex could they be everybody loves well, the, music the, the pterodactyl now is is not here well that's why I'm going to try the triceratops they all speak the same lingo you know sure Dino well, dinosaur yeah exactly it's it's connected it's all they all like music I haven't met one dinosaur who doesn't like music 
You're trying to be charming and open? Yeah, well, yeah, I could be charming and open. I always thought it was more like a Defy Danger roll. Cause I think it's yeah, point, I was going right? to say charming and open really only works with like, other uh, players. Defy Danger with uh, seeing charm and social grace. Well, are you trying to get Ambassador Rex, the Triceratops, to do a thing? Befriend me. <laughs> okay, that's more like a parlay roll. So why don't you go ahead and roll plus charisma? So either way, it's plus right. charisma. Same same thing. Let me roll. So what's pieces. what's what's the leverage you think you might have in this situation? Um, that they don't kill me, and eventually I can get away. That doesn't sound like leverage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, maybe that they uh, so uh, they don't have a bard. Maybe they need a bard for their okay. character. I can see I that they don't. They don't have a bard. Sure, that's a stretch. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So oh, I rolled the eight, and then I have. Wait, hold on. I plus two charisma, so a ten. A ten. All right. It works. <laughs> they so, realized they needed a bard. <laughs> so and, so they're like bard, Ambassador Rex turns to you and is like you. Yeah. And um, there's two. There's two thorns from the ground stuck to your head and they look like little th- little horns and he's like my god you're beautiful you should join us Perfect. And, the, and the horns fall off and he's like well come on kid you can't be useless why with us you'll be the I'd say the cock of the walk but that's but roosters are just shitty versions of us dinosaurs Meanwhile, you get guys get up to the top of this mountain. So at the very top of Mount Gloom is uh, essentially what we would consider like a lighthouse. And in this lighthouse are all of these. Do you remember back in the 90s that shitty Goo Goo Dolls music video for I don't want the world to see me? Because I don't, you remember how he had like a million telescopes and yeah. he was looking through them? It looks like that. There's a million telescopes they that you can look through. Same strange haircut that he has in the music video on all the telescopes. Yeah, everybody that you look at has that. But the weird thing is with the telescopes, you can basically see almost anything in the known world. And like, at one point or another, if you find the right telescope, you can see it. And each one has a um, like a lever that pulls and locks. And the thing is like, that's kind of weird. So somebody's going to have to figure out how the fuck this thing works. Somebody's going to have to make some kind of roll to figure out how this thing really works. All right, I'll roll. Yeah, he's good at that. This is probably a wisdom roll. Plus wisdom. Wisdom? Oh, no. Who's got... Jess, you got wisdom over there or what? Are you wise? I got a little wisdom. I got pretty good wisdom. Jessica does have pretty good wisdom. A little roll. What do you want me to do about my wisdom? What do you want me to do with the telescopes? To figure well, out... We're in the control room, right? Yeah, so basically to discern realities and feel what's, figure out what's up. Um, alright. Mess around with stuff. <laughs> I ain't got no wisdom. You gotta roll. 
So roll 2d6 plus whatever your wisdom bonus is, Jessica. For Brandon for and Frederico. Are you rolling? Sorry, I got eight. Eight. All right, so you're able to ask one question. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control? What here is not what it appears to be? I'm going to go with not what it appears to be because um, it's a room filled with telescopes. (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm going to say... I'm going to give you two answers to this. The The shitty answer is this is the control room, the sighting tower, like the firing um, area of the cannon that is this great weapon that you were kind of um, contracted to figure out about. So you're there where it can be fired. What else isn't what it appears to be? Um, you're looking at these things and you notice that each of these telescopes has like a trigger that can be pulled. And if you pull any of these triggers, you'll, you pull them and they like lock. And then if you pull another one, the one that was previously pulled unlocks and then the new one locks and you're like, what's the deal with that? And you look over and there's one of those crystal balls like you saw earlier. And you're like, oh, that thing powers it and something needs to be done with that. And you're remembering that this is the powered by the god of death and that what it, what's going on that's not what it appears to be is in order to activate this, someone needs to die. Like they need to hold on to this. It kills them and it shoots this cannon. I grab it. You grab the thing? Yep. Ooh. So I think what happens is, uh, well, I'll, I'll ask this. Are there any, um, are there any of the, uh, telescope sights triggered? It can shoot a person or it can shoot an entire city. I'm going city, baby. We're out here. Well, who's, who, what, who has aimed this? What, right. what what is it aimed at? Not helping Jake aim the city. Dude, I, I just grabbed one of the triggers. <laughs> Say again. Just grab a trigger. Well, well, that's the thing is you have to you have to say what it is pointed at, and Dude, then it has to be. No, I'm, I'm saying it's pointed at the city we were supposed to save, and I fire that bitch. <laughs> All right, so it's point it's pointed at the city you were supposed to save. Yep, and kill everyone inside the cannon. All right, and then you grab the crystal ball. Yep, and I smash it on the ground. All right, so you <laughs> grab the crystal ball, and just nothing happens. Why not? I hit Jake over the head. <laughs> <laughs> Knock him out. Why didn't it work? Okay, and you already, and you, uh, I think you hear like a voice in your head that says, like, like your soul is already soul mine, mine Pilkus. Oh, boy, can't uh, die. You screwed us. You screwed us. So what? I don't give a shit if my soul is disguised. I'm trying to kill everybody else. You have nothing to trade him. That's why the cannon doesn't shoot. You have nothing yeah. to trade this man. He has let you... So, oh, hey, the god of death has let you live. 
and saying, after all this, you will have to give up either being a fighter or being a doctor. Yeah, I already gave up being a fighter. I threw my hammer down. I'm doctor now. You're doctor? Okay. Oh, Game I over. think... I win. I, I mean, I, I think... Winning? Yeah, I think, he, I think he wants you to... I think that he doesn't want your soul in this situation. He doesn't so he get want, it. I'm not in the cannon. No, what, what I'm what I, what I'm saying is whoever touches this crystal and Oh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Whoever grabs this crystal, they die. And I think when Dr. Pilkis grabs this, just nothing happens. I tell Matt to grab it. Hurtle, grab this. I grasp a hold. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're so firing. Gra- so you grasp the 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 thing firmly. All right, and it's like oh, um, and what is it aimed at? Jay's house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my house. I'm gonna shoot it at the dinosaur kingdom, wherever their main station. So is it, is it is it the 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 camp of like the Dino Legion warriors? So like, I don't know. Saying yes. Yeah. Okay. So that that's where you want it. Yeah. Okay. So is that what we're looking at through these telescopes? I'm guessing so. All right, so we see we see the Dino Legion, we see um, like all of these warriors. They've breached the wall. They the dinosaurs have breached the walls of this city that King K. Casserole is in charge of. King K. Casserole is like in his secret chambers, and he's like, "Oh my God, nothing. We we've got to give up." And he's putting on armor that he hasn't put on in years, and he's like, "I guess this is one last go. Am I right?" And then, meanwhile, um, the vizier raptor is like, "Ha ha! We shall destroy them!" And then the egg with the crown is in it is shaking. The uh, King Tyrannus Maximilian the Fifth, or whatever number I said before, is like, "Ha ha!" And so that's what you're shooting at is the Dino Camp. All right, with that nod, yes. Um, you do that, but what that means is we're going to switch to uh, Herzl. Tell me what this looks like as this cannon fires down at the uh, at the Dino Legion camp. It just falls out of the cannon. doesn't even go anywhere. <laughs> well, well, hold on, Matt. It out me. of the cannon. Yeah. It looks like when good old Dr. Pelchus really gets a good nut bashing on someone <laughs> in a bomb. There's like a beam that shoots out of this thing and all of the dinosaurs are like, my nuts! And they grab their dino nuts. Um, even the female dinosaurs are like, my female lady nuts are holding their ovaries. I don't know. And um, wailing in pain, and they flop over. Yeah, I'm crying right now. 
So, well, yeah, it's and so we see um, the entirety of the dinosaur camp, even the dinosaurs that are not affected by this, like look back and are like, oh boy, oh. <laughs> and um, yeah. So meanwhile, we see a we see a shot of Herzl. And um, what's the thing we see as what's the last thing that Herzl does, says whatever before he dies? Now that he's given oh. his soul up to Jorge, God of Death. And that's the way the news goes. Yeah. <laughs> he just flips everybody off. He flips everyone off. That's how and, you go. Uh, yeah, and and you see uh, the, the, uh, above him the smoke mon- monster of Jorge flipping everybody off as well. <laughs> So, Slim, Joey, um, the dino camp was destroyed by this beam. Um, what's something that happens next? What's the next chronological thing we see? And it can be either about Slim or about the larger world. Either one. What internal flame do I have left? Really, my internal flame was upset with Barbar, but then he really just redeemed himself. And then, what's the point of being mad at, at Jake? I, I think I might. Are they dead anyway? No, no. Barbar saved me. I don't know where you've been. You were in the cannon, though. We just fired the cannon. Slim got out of the cannon. He went to the exit. Yeah, I'm a salamander, bro. Cannons don't affect me. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I might. I think I might retire in, in, a, in a beach house somewhere far away. All right, we see a. We see a beach, we see a hammock just kind of swaying in the wind. And we see Slim, this salamander, sitting there drinking something out of a coconut. And um, just remembering all of that. That sounds like a good life to me. Yeah, life salamander. Nursing, nursing some wounds, maybe his arms in a sling or something. And somebody's <laughs> like, here's another drink. And he's like, ah. All right, Frederico, what do you think? Uh, Brandon and Frederico feel like they didn't know how this was supposed to end other than how it did, and they leave in confusion, and they go camping. camping. (laughs) They go camping? Yeah. Okay, well, they had wanted to get married in the past. Yeah, they do that too, maybe. We'll see. So... So they go camping. <laughs> they go camping and you encounter another like they're camping for a long while and they encounter another couple that are like a human and an owl and they're like what's like up? oh hey what's going on and they're like oh hello my name's Robert and this is my wife Miranda Miranda's an owl and you're like wait you can get married now oh whoa whoa what yeah, we found that out while camping, and then we found a owl um, priest, and he married us. Yeah, there's a park, there's a park ranger who's like, I do, be, but I do declare thee. Yeah, yeah, that's how that goes. But the park ranger was also an owl. Yeah, the park ranger's a giant <laughs> owl who's like, I do declare. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's a ceremony at night. 
the uh, the reception, everybody who's at the reception, who I assume all the living characters are, they yeah. just have to eat mice. They do, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You can only use spears to cut your mouth. Yeah, it's mice. <laughs> it's like mice scampy, that kind of thing. All right, uh, Doctor Pocus Goldstein. Not a doctor. He's not a doctor. Uh, oh no, oh, he's not, not a, a fighter. Not a warrior. Right? No, he is. He is. He is Doctor Pocus Goldstein. No longer a warrior. So, what I do we see of Dr. Pocus? I also retire from being a doctor. <laughs> okay. Um, sitting here. That's all I got. All right, so you're like, oh, I'm not a warrior anymore. I've put down my hammer. And you pick up your scalpel and your, I guess, um, colostomy bags and that kind of stuff as a gastroenterologist. I don't know. Maybe you're... Uh, what is it called? The camera that goes up your butt? What's that called? Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Your colonoscopy snake. And you're like, oh, <laughs> this just doesn't make sense to me anymore. And then what does he do? He jumps off the end of the cannon. <laughs> He's, he, go, he, goes, he goes back up to that cannon and it's like, this is all that makes sense. <laughs> yep. All right. Better way to go. A true victim of trauma. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Everything was taken from him that day. His soul, his nuts, his hammer. <laughs> he died happy knowing Bard, Bard, and Slim also got incinerated in the cannon, even though they said they didn't. Slim did, and I did. Slim escaped. I don't know if you were paying attention during that part. Oh, Sorry, right. what happens? So Bard, Bard was... I've died, yeah. I'm Bard dead. Bard died. Okay, so Bard Bard. So we don't have a story about him per se, or we do, but he's There's not there. There's a nice there. vision of my dead body. Um, uh, right before I died, I stole the fez hat, the nice stylish cap, off the triceratops. So I'm just dead with the fez hat in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, are there any, like, lingering remembrances of nope, Bard Bard? Just hats. Just hats. Just hats, and I'm naked. So, yeah. Just naked dead guy with a hat in his mouth. That's sure. It. Yep. That's so, it. Um, in in the in the stories that are told based on everybody's tales, they're like, "Well, he's naked. He's dead. He's got a hat in his mouth. That's Bard Bard." <laughs> oh, classic. All right, and Matt, to wrap us up, last thing, what do we see of this world? Uh, it's Herzl. Reenacting the intro to the Little Nicky movie, playing his guitar in hell with the God of Death. That's it. That's how this. That's how it ends, dude. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So yeah. So Herzl is playing a guitar with Jorge, the God of Death, and he's like, "No, is that a G? Hold on. Hold, wait. Hold. Hold on. Is that a?" Is that hold on? Is that is this hold on? Is that is it hold? Wait, wait, hold on. How do I move my hand? Hold on, sure. And that's that. So that's Dungeon World, I guess. So that's Dungeon World, Dungeon World Cousins Edition here on This American Dice. Thanks for listening all the way through to this exciting finale that saw me really walk back some mistakes from the previous game. But Dungeon World is a great game, and you should check it out. 
It's a game by Adam Cobalt and Sage Latora, if I'm saying that correctly. Our cast for this game, of course, included Matthew as Herzl Quarterling, Jake as Dr. Pocus Goldstein, Jess as Brandon the Ranger and Frederico the Owl, Joey as Slim, the Immolator Salamander, Vinny as Bard Bard the Bard, and Austin as your Dungeon Master. Music for this episode included Medieval Abstraction by Lucas Pernier and Miloslav Kolar, Guardians by Art of Escapism, and, as you hear right now, Winter is Coming, Adagio, First Snow by D. Yan Key. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review it and subscribe. And please tell a friend. Please, please just tell a friend. Otherwise, next week, join us again for another exciting episode of This American Dice. The stupid uh, hobby I've been indulging myself in is, well, it's not stupid. Drinking? Well, that's a lifestyle, baby.